0: A marvelous Monday afternoon, my beloved brethren, and I take the time to welcome you once again to this particular podcast. Listen to the book. Today's date is Monday, the 15th of March, the Ives of March, as historians would say, and we're just happy that we can be here again to spend some time in the Word of Truth, the Word of God. I welcome you to this particular podcast. I pray that as we study together, that our hearts would be lifted up and our minds would be reset in the way of God, our souls would be revived, our spirits refresh to the honor and glory of God. Particular thanks to our, our program coordinator and director, um, Mrs. Sabatisha um, stirrup. Today as we study, may the Spirit of God Join us as we look into the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, the Apostle Matthew's book, talking about the Beatitudes. Welcome, and may God bless you as we study today. And so we are happy today that we can look into the book of God and give ear to the words of truth. Now, as you read, we ask that the Spirit of God will be with us And again, I'm thankful for for us today having, as our reader, uh, our coordinator and um, Bible director, I'm going to ask her now to join us. And so we start in Matthew chapter 5, known as Jesus' inaugural address, and listen to the book.
1: And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yes,
0: the word blessed comes from the, the Hebrew word, which means happy. Happy are those who are poor in spirit. This is a if you test if you please, this is the way the Bible tells us to be in an attitude. This is the attitude that you and I are supposed to be in. And again I've mentioned that Jesus is this is Jesus' inaugural address concerning his kingdom. And so he's saying, in effect, if you want to be a part of my kingdom, these are the credentials that you need to possess as a kingdom seeker, as a resident in the kingdom. First of all, you must be poor in spirit, meaning when you are poor, that means you are, you're lacking, you have a poverty, you, you desire something, you need more. Poor in spirit means your spirit is not haughty, not arrogant not um, overbearing. You are meek, essentially. You are just a person who is determined to listen to what the book says rather than to promote or to advance your own ideas and your own theories and your own recommendations. And so we are commanded if we are to be a part of the kingdom, we must exercise, practice, develop a poverty and spirit for this is the kingdom of God. Listen to the book.
1: Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted.
0: Think about it. It sounds somewhat contradictory. Mourning, we are told that we are going to be happy if we mourn. And what are we mourning for? We're mourning, the scripture says, at the time, the time will come when we will be comforted. Comforted by the spirit of God. And so we all in our various ways and experiences have, or have had occasions to mourn. And so we are sure here that the kingdom of God and its, its residents will suffer a lot of pain and, and, and disappointment and have occasion to mourn. And so we're told, don't be afraid and don't get discouraged if you have to mourn on occasion because the assurance is that the spirit of God in the word of God, by the presence of God, will comfort you and I. Listen to the book.
1: Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the
0: earth. My God, the meek shall inherit the earth. Notice the scripture says, not the weak, but the meek. The Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on the earth. And what made him meek? Even though he had the power to turn waters to blood and to drain oceans and make them dry and cause water, if you please, to come out of the rock. Yet he was a meek man. Meekness is not synonymous with weakness. Um, the Bible is replete with instructions for you and I to be meek. Another synonym for meekness is humility. God says we are to be humble. Micah chapter 6, verse 6 and 7 says, God has told us what he wants us to do, what is required of you and I to do justly, says the book, love mercy and to walk humbly with Thy God. And so we are to practice meekness. Meekness is something that we should put on our to do our to-do list every day. Be meek, for the meek shall inherit not an island or a country, but the entire earth. Okay, so if you're not going to be meek, you're not looking to inherit the earth. Listen to the book
1: Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for mm, they shall be filled.
0: Yes. Are you hungry? Are you thirsting for righteousness? You are happy if you hunger and thirst, the Bible says, for righteousness and for holiness. The book says, without righteousness, without holiness, no man will see the face of God. And so every day you and I should have a greater, deeper hunger for righteousness, hunger to do right, hunger for holiness, hunger to live pure in our hearts. Hunger and thirsting, even as the psalmist says in the book of Psalms, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul long it after thee. We ought to have a longing for God. My brothers and sisters, are you longing for God? Are you hungering for God? Are you hungering for his righteousness? In this same book, I think it is in the sixth chapter, um, we are told that we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his Righteousness. So you and I want to do the right like God wants us to do it. If you do right, that makes you righteous. If you do unright or non-right, that makes you unrighteous. So our desire, our aim, our purpose, says the scripture, is to seek to do righteousness and to live a hungering and thirsting for God type of life. Listen to the book.
1: Blessed are the merciful for
0: they shall obtain mercy. What an admonition. What an instruction. Happy of the merciful. Um, The old people would say, when you are merciful, you must be, when you are powerful, rather, you must be merciful. And so, only to the extent that I can extend mercy to you, will I receive mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And if there's one thing you and I need today, it is to be Merciful. We need the mercy of God, the mercies of God. Yea, the book of Jeremiah says, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Great is his faithfulness to you and I. And so we are commanded, we are obligated to extend that mercy to those our fellow human beings, our neighbors, even our enemies, our friends, our loved ones, our family members. Let's be merciful. By the grace of God, listen to the book.
1: Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God.
0: This perhaps is my favorite be attitude. And the Savior says this is the attitude you and I should be in. We should be pure in heart. That means examine your heart. Ask yourself, am I pure in heart? The Bible says we ought to search ourselves. The Bible says if we can if we judge ourselves, the Lord will not have to judge us. Am I right with God? Am I right with my fellow man? Without being pure in heart, the guarantee is no man will see God. So if you don't see God, it won't be because you're a Bahamian or because you're uh, uh, an ex-slave descendant. It will be because you're not pure in heart. It won't be because God can't save you or because you're a Republican or a Democrat or an FNM or a PLP or um, some heathen. It'll be because you're not pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, and the guarantee is they shall see God. So my brothers and sisters, if you and I want to see God, we're told we must be pure in heart. Pure means without alloy, without any um, additives, just pure. Pure, dignified, disciplined, mercy-extending, loving God and our fellow men. Listen to the book.
1: Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God.
0: My God, in this time of war, this life of trial and turbulence, peacemakers. Who's going to be a peacemaker? It seems that we're more inclined to start a war than to end a war. But the Bible says happy. Blessed is that individual who considers himself to be a peacemaker, who pursues for peace, who would rather have peace than have Turbulence, confusion, contention. God is not the author of war. The war began with Lucifer and his angels. And there's nothing the devil loves more than war. Because with war comes death and destruction and pain and separation and misery. And you may not have to be on a battlefield with guns and tanks and ammunition. You can have war in your own home. Sometimes your children, sometimes your spouse, sometimes your neighbor... Sometimes your church will create a war with the intent of taking you out and the devil thrives on war. And so we're told that peacemakers, peacemakers are those who will see the face of God. Listen to the book.
1: Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If
0: you want to be sure that you're part of the kingdom of heaven, the Bible says you must know that if you are persecuted for righteousness' sake, be happy. In a, a, a sister text to this, is in the book of Luke, and the gospel writer says, when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake, Luke says, leap for joy. In other words, do the backflip. Back when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake, do the jump and joy. When they treat you bad in church or treat you bad in the office, It's an indication that you are on the right track. If everybody loves you and commends you and claps you up, something is wrong. And so, sometimes I think we have the wrong concept concerning persecution. Persecution is not to be avoided. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, "Yea," according to the Apostle Paul, as he spoke to Timothy, the young um, minister, "Yea," says the prophet, says the apostle, says the speaker, All who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Persecution is not an option. It is a definition. This is a part of the Christian walk. Jesus suffered persecution so much so that he hung on the cross. He was persecuted for righteousness' sake. And Jesus didn't complain. The the Negro spiritual says he never said a mumbling word. He didn't cuss the people. He didn't threaten them. He didn't even open his mouth, Isaiah chapter 53. And so persecution is the lot of the true believer. If you are mourning and, and, and feeling left out, you feel that God has forsaken you because something bad is happening to you, you are not only in the wrong church, you're following the wrong leader, because persecution is the lot of the believer. Yes, the Bible says, blessed are those who are persecuted. That's the command. We have to be happy that the people are coming after us and falsely accusing you and threatening you and calling you names and calling you everything but a child of God. The Bible tells us we are to be happy. Yes, blessed are those who are persecuted. But listen to the book.
1: Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you.
0: So you want to be exceedingly joyful. The book says be happy when they revile you. They make fun of you and um, they, they, um, they tease you and they call you names. The Lord himself says we are to rejoice and be exceedingly glad. That means be greatly glad. And he says to do so means you are in good company with Moses and Abraham, and Isaac, and Jacob, and Daniel, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He says, they did it to all the prophets. Every prophet that went ahead of us was reviled and persecuted for righteousness' sake. One or two prophets were even cut in half, some thrown to the lion's den, and they were um, beheaded, as was the Apostle Paul, for righteousness' sake. And the Bible says that we must be exceedingly glad, my brothers and sisters, when they revile us. And so we have here, according to our Lord's um, own description, these are the tickets, if you please. This is the requirement for entrance into his kingdom. We are, we are called to give heed to these Beatitudes. Yes, be in this attitude toward your fellow men and toward the kingdom of God. May God bless you today as you listen to the book, It is my prayer that His Spirit would lead, guide, and direct us in all our undertakings. Amen.